Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. House Judiciary Committee providing its oversight duty today. Merrick Garland in front of the uh, CNN points out the GOP-led House Judiciary Committee. I'm not aware if it's ever Democrat-led House Judiciary Committee. I mean, even when Democrats are leading it, I'm not aware that it's ever called that. Much like uh, I heard uh, in the last show, Vince Coakley was talking about uh, a line from a story. I saw the same thing, and I asked the reporter on Twitter, but he didn't respond He called uh, at the state level, and we'll get to this also in the program, the budget fight that has now been lost by the casinos um, and apparently Phil Berger's office. Um, But they were the the House Republicans that were opposed to sticking this casino expansion or establishment uh, law into the budget and then trying to make it a sweetener to get Medicaid expansion passed. Um, they were described as hardline Republicans. And so I just asked, is there any such thing as a hardline Democrat? I've never seen, never in 20 plus years in media, first as a reporter, as a news person, uh, then as a host, which I think I've now surpassed. I think I have now been a host longer than I was a reporter. I think I've now, I think that's the case. Um, I've never seen the term hardline Democrat used. Ever. Why? If there are hardline Republicans, am I to believe there's no such thing as a hardline Democrat? And what would that what would that be? These are the questions I ask. They have no answers. So I'm going to give you some of the audio going to break a little bit early uh, for the for the traffic report. I'm going to break a little bit early. So I've got enough time on the second segment in order to play Uh, the opening comments from the committee chairman, Jim Jordan. And then we'll follow up with Jerry Nadler uh, after the bottom of the hour news. So that's what you've got in store. And just spoiler alert, um, no spoilers, because I I haven't even heard Nadler's comments yet. I don't even know what he's going to say. Probably probably a bunch of stupid stuff, but he's going to he's going to say some stuff. And I've got um, Mike Johnson from Louisiana as well. So let me start here, though. Ray Epps, I mentioned this yesterday, and I think I said the initial reports were that he was charged with a felony. It has since been revealed that it's actually a misdemeanor that he's gotten charged with. Ray Epps is a former chapter president of the Oath Keepers. Chapter president out of, I believe, Arizona. He was the guy who was seen on numerous videos And was one of the FBI's most wanted from the January 6th riots on video urging protesters to, quote, go into the Capitol. So now, according to the New York Post, he is expected to plead guilty to a federal charge of disrupting the certification of the 2020 election years after other participants in the riot were charged and after rumors circulated that Epps himself was an undercover federal agent. I don't know if he was ever an agent. I, I, and 
to me, though, he could have been just somebody that was acting as a source. Washington, D.C., U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves hit Epps with one misdemeanor count of disorderly or disruptive conduct of government business in a restricted building or grounds. By the way, one of the aspects to keep in mind here is that the uh, DOJ and law enforcement, they use confidential human sources. They, they have people embedded, right? They jam people up with the threat of a whole bunch of charges and get them to uh, give them details and get access and you know make introductions and that sort of thing. And sometimes these people, they get a little carried away. And sometimes they engage in illegal activities. And sometimes the you know law enforcement looks the other way, and sometimes law enforcement does not, particularly if a lot of people know that the person has done something bad. Then it gets more difficult for law enforcement to look the other way. Epps faces a potential fine and up to one year in prison if convicted. His attorney, Edward Ungvarsky, told The Post that he anticipates his client will plead guilty but declined to comment any further. A former Marine and one-time supporter of Trump's, Epps was seen in video footage speaking with Stop the Steal rally goers, terrible word, the night before the riot and later entering a restricted area at the Capitol. He said, quote, I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably going to go to jail for this. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol, he said. Which, of course, prompted onlookers to start calling him a Fed. (laughs) Right there, the night before. They sniffed him out. Why would you be saying that the night before? Why would you be telling people to go into the Capitol? And then if that was, in fact, what you were doing, as we see on the video, and you are not somehow, I don't know, given some sort of special status with law enforcement, how do you avoid the penalties that we have seen with people who merely followed a crowd in while cops held the door open for them? Yeah, something... Something about this case still doesn't smell right. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply, will you be ready when the lights go out? Merrick Garland, the U.S. Attorney General, appearing before the House Judiciary Committee for Justice Department Oversight hearing. And uh, this was how the chairman of the committee, Jim Jordan, launched uh, today's proceedings. Chair now recognizes himself for an opening statement. The fix is in. Even with the face-saving indictment last week of Hunter Biden, everyone knows the fix is in. Four and a half years. Four and a half years, the Department of Justice has been investigating Mr. Biden, an investigation run by David Weiss, an investigation that limited the number of witnesses agents could interview, an investigation that prohibited agents from referring to the president as the, quote, big guy in any of the interviews they did get to do, an investigation that curtailed attempts 
by, to interview Mr. Biden by giving the transit team secret a heads up. An investigation that notified Mr. Biden's defense counsel about a pending search warrant, an investigation run by Mr. Weiss, run by Mr. Weiss, where they told the Congress three different stories in 33 days. They told this committee on June 7th, David Weiss said, I have ultimate authority to determine when, where, and whether to bring charges. 23 days later, June 30th, he told this committee, actually, I can only bring charges in my U.S. Attorney's District, the District of Delaware. And then to further confuse matters, on July 10th, he told Senator Graham, I have not sought special counsel status. Rather, I've had discussions with the Department of Justice. An investigation run by Mr. Weiss that negotiated a plea deal that the federal district court declined to accept. A plea deal so ridiculous, the judge asked this question, quote, is there any precedence for agreeing not to prosecute crimes that have nothing to do with the charges being diverted? The response from the DOJ lawyer, I'm not aware of any, Your Honor. A plea deal so ridiculous that the judge also asked, have you ever seen a diversion agreement where the agreement not to prosecute was so broad that it encompasses crimes in a different case? The response from the DOJ lawyer, no, Your Honor, we haven't. An investigation run by Mr. Weiss that not only had a sweetheart deal rejected, but according to the New York Times, there was an even sweeter deal, an earlier deal, a deal in which Mr. Biden would not have to plead guilty to anything. Four and a half years and all that, and now we get a special counsel. Now we get a special counsel, and who does the attorney general pick? David Weiss, the guy who let all that happen. He could have selected anyone. He could have picked anyone inside government, outside government. He could have picked former attorney generals, former special counsels, but he picks the one guy, the one guy he knows will protect Joe Biden. He picks David Weiss. And here's what the AG said in his August 11th announcement of David Weiss as a special counsel. Quote, I am confident that Mr. Weiss will carry out his responsibility in an even-handed and urgent manner. Urgent manner? Every witness we've talked to. The two FBI whistleblowers that came forward, Mr. Shapley, Mr. Ziegler, the two uh, uh, FBI agents on the case, Mr. Sobosinski, Ms. Hawley, they've all said this thing was anything but urgent. The FBI said this was, they were frustrated at the pace. Ms. Hawley said she was frustrated at the pace. And of course, the IRS agents, they said the investigation was slow walked. And even handed, they limited the number of witnesses that could be interviewed. They tipped off the defense counsel about a subpoena. The judge says the plea deal was a joke. And all that's just half the story. There's one investigation protecting President Biden. There's another one attacking President Trump. Justice Department's got both sides of the equation covered. Look at the classified documents case. Spring and early summer of last year, the Department of Justice asked President Trump to turn over boxes of documents. He does just that. In the process, President Trump finds 38 additional documents. He tells the Department of Justice, the very next day the FBI comes to his home and he turns them over. Then the Department of Justice asked the President to put any boxes he brought from the White House to his home in a storage room and secure it by locking it. He does that as well. Everything they asked him to do, he did. And then what's the Justice Department do? August 8th, last year, they raid President Trump's home. And according to the FBI agent, Stephen D'Antuano, 
the assistant director in charge of the Washington field office, the search was a complete departure from standard protocol. When we interviewed Mr. D'Antuano, he said, first, the Miami field office didn't do the search. Instead, they sent folks from D.C. He said there was no U.S. attorney assigned to the case. Instead, it was run by D.C., in particular, Jay Bratt, who's now on the special counsel team. He said the FBI didn't get President Trump's counsel's approval before they did the search. And then Mr. D'Antuano told us he had recommended that when the FBI got to Mr. Trump's home, President Trump's home, they contact his counsel, wait for him to get there and do the search together. Of course, the DOJ said no. And then who does, who does the attorney general name as special counsel in that case? Jack Smith. The guy who a few years ago was looking for ways to prosecute Americans, targeted by Lois Lerner and the IRS, looking to prosecute the very victims of the weaponized government, the weaponized IRS. Jack Smith, the guy who prosecuted Governor McDonald, only to have the Supreme Court overturn that prosecution in a unanimous decision. That's the guy, that's the guy that the Attorney General of the United States selects as special counsel. And you wonder why four out of five Americans believe there are now two standards of justice in our great country. Mr. Garland, I anticipate a number of questions on these two investigations. Later in the hearing, I expect from Republicans, you will also get questions about the many other concerns the American people have with the department. The school board's memorandum, treating Catholics, the memo that said pro-life Catholics are extremists. The Fifth Circuit decision, great decision on the Department of Justice and other agencies censoring American speech. And of course, the FISA law that's up for reauthorization this year and how that process has been abused and infringed on the rights, the privacy rights of the American people. Americans believe that today in our country, there is unequal application of the law. They believe that because there is. Republicans are committee committed to making that, making that change. With that, I would yield to the gentleman from New York, the ranking member, for an opening statement. All righty, we're going to hear from Nadler in uh, in a bit. We got to go uh, to the bottom of the hour newscast here. Uh, I have not screened what Nadler says. Maybe he'll start cussing and we'll have to dump out or something. I don't know. That's I mean, this is live radio, people. We're working without a net. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. It's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. All right, back to Capitol Hill. Here we have the ranking Democrat on the House Judiciary Committee, Jerry Nadler from New York, with his opening statement as Merrick Garland appears before the committee. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Mr. Chairman, at the outset, let me make two comments. One, just about every assertion you made in your opening statement 
has been completely refuted by witnesses who have testified before this committee. Two, far from being favored, many commentators have noted. No, oh, many commentators. That people accused of simple gun possession while under the influence of a drug, when that gun was not used in the commission of a crime, are rarely, if ever, prosecuted. That's not true. The way Hunter Biden is being prosecuted. Mr. Chairman, one of this committee's most important duties is conducting oversight of the Department of Justice. We are called upon to ensure that the DOJ uses the enormous amount of power it is granted in a fair, just manner that respects the civil and human rights of all Americans. The Attorney General of the United States oversees issues that affect the lives of each and every American. Violent crime, drug trafficking, attacks on our civil rights, threats to our national security, and environmental crimes. No, good. We're getting a job description. Okay, good. That is why we regularly request that he or she appear before this committee. Uh oh. To speak about the work the department is doing for the welfare of the country. Someone's just backing up on him. This there. is how we Lunch ensure that the department stays accountable to the American people. But if we're up to the Republicans, mm. Americans would hear nothing about any of these substantive issues today. No, this is. They would hear nothing about the rise in domestic terrorism and what the Justice Department is doing about it. They would hear nothing about what the department is doing to stop hate crimes and prevent gun violence. By the way, um, Nadler can raise all of these questions. His, the Democrats can raise all of these issues. You, you don't have to do what the Republicans are doing. You don't have to cover the topics they're covering. You can cover other stuff. But for some reason, I guess they cannot. They would hear nothing about how the department is disrupting efforts by Russia, China and others to interfere in our elections. No. Extreme MAGA Republicans have poisoned our vital oversight work. <laughs> They've ignored our legitimate oversight responsibilities and used their power to stage one political stunt after another. They have wasted countless taxpayer dollars on baseless investigations into President Biden and his family. Would that be like the Steele desperate dossier? to find evidence for an absurd impeachment like and desperate Trump's? to distract from the mounting legal peril facing Donald Trump. They have fought tirelessly to stop efforts to fight malign foreign actors trying to influence and manipulate Americans through social media. Would that, or, or businesses, would that be like a FARA violation, kind of like Hunter Biden was doing with the Chinese energy company and Burisma and the Russian oligarchs? Just yeah. They have unconstitutionally interfered in criminal litigation and attempted to bully state and local law enforcement officers. They have publicized the names of witnesses who did not further their political goals, leading to threats of death and physical violence against those witnesses <laughs> and their families. They have cost any number of private institutions and companies millions of dollars in legal fees as they struggle to respond to ridiculous and overbroad requests for information and transcribed interviews. They have issued subpoenas for show without making meaningful attempts to get the information they seek by consent. They have levied low, baseless personal attacks on any prosecutor to bring charges against Donald Trump or January 6th rioters. They have attempted to discredit investigators who are not hard enough on Donald Trump's political opponents. So, again, this is when the scandal is about a Democrat, the story is the Republican response to the scandal. This is another manifestation of the Republicans pounce, Republicans seize. This is the way they're responding. The scandal is involving the DOJ and the way they've been investigating in the two tiers of justice, right, in the, the sweetheart deal to Hunter Biden, right? But what Nadler is doing is what media does. It's focusing on the Republican reaction to the scandal. 
They have supported those involved in the deadly attack on our capital on January 6th in an attempt to overthrow a lawful election. They have justified conduct that we all know to be wildly illegal, like the theft of classified materials and incitement to violence. And through it all, rather than try to, uni to unite the country or solve the problems that affect us all, <laughs> they have sought to exploit our divisions for cynical, personal political gain. All right, the Democrat talking about the cynicism of exploiting differences is, uh, it will never not be funny to me. That is their goal, division. They want to divide this country and make our government appear like it's broken because that is when their broken political party thrives. So today, I implore what? the public to see through the sham. I have no doubt that you will hear a deluge of conspiracy theories and baseless accusations. Mm. They will quote freely from so-called whistleblowers have been, who have been broadly discredited or contradicted. They will viciously attack federal law enforcement. They will tell you that all 91 criminal charges against Donald Trump are part of a conspiracy, despite overwhelming evidence of each of Donald Trump's crimes. And they will attack special counsel Weiss, who was appointed, let us not forget, by Donald Trump for not being hard enough on Hunter Biden. Republicans will continue doing what they've done for years, discrediting anyone who does not serve their political goals at any cost. And the shame of it is that in this hearing room, like on the House floor, where we are barreling towards a government shutdown, um. where my Republican colleagues call each other names, we could be working together to put people over politics and to solve any number of problems affecting the American people. Kumbaya. More than 30,000 Americans have died from gun violence so far this year alone. Yeah, there's, there's a classic, the classic deflection, the Democrat deflection of why are we talking about this thing that makes us look bad? We could be trying to save people's lives with common sense gun reform, which is basically confiscation. Come on, people, get to get it together. Join us now. It's so this is so patently condescending. He's treating us like we are idiots. Become the leading cause of death for children aged one to seventeen, oh. surpassing car accidents. Oh my God! Domestic violent extremism and white nationalism are on the rise. Ah. We are seeing active clubs and other white supremacist groups pop up around the country. Anti-Semitism is at an all-time high. Malign foreign actors like Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea are attempting to influence our elections. Political rhetoric is causing threats against law enforcement officials to skyrocket. Our Damn immigration court system is in desperate need of reform. Our election workers receive death threats from conspiracy theory-driven extremists. Fentanyl is filling our streets and poisoning our children at historic rates. This list goes on and on. And we, the people in this room, are in a position to do something about it. In fact, it is our duty to do something about it consistent with the oath we took when we were sworn in as members of Congress. We could work with the Department of Justice and Attorney General Garland to address any number of real substantive problems facing the American people. Instead, House Republicans will use their time today to talk about long discredited conspiracy theories no. and Hunter Biden's laptop. No, they're, t they're talking about corruption, you raging idiot. This is about corruption of the very agency that you say they should be working with. Why? On earth, would you want to work with an agency that has proven itself to be corrupt? Why? The fundamental premise here is flawed. 
I'm done. I'm done with Nadler. I'm done with him. I don't want to hear anymore. He only had like 30 seconds left anyway. All right, this is Mike Johnson on the House Judiciary Committee uh, grilling Attorney General Merrick Garland. Once again, I have no idea what he's about to say. Let's hear it. From Louisiana, Mr. Johnson. Thank you. Mr. Weiss, the rule of law does distinguish our country, but you have not upheld that. You have allowed the rule of law to erode, and that's why 65% of the people in this country have no faith in the Department of Justice under your leadership. They don't trust it. They don't trust you. The reason is because they're witnessing every day a politicized Justice Department in a two-tiered system of justice. For example, they see the DOJ, of course, aggressively prosecuting President Biden's chief political rival, Mr. Trump. Well, at the same time, they see slow walking and special treatment given to the president's son. That's just a fact that everybody can see with their own two eyes. True. I want to focus on that investigation of the Biden family. We have many important questions for you today about that. Let me let me just get right to the chase. Has anyone from the White House provided direction at any time to you personally or to any senior officials at the DOJ regarding how the Hunter Biden investigation was to be carried out? No. Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation? Uh, I don't don't recollect the answer to that question, but Hmm. the FBI works for the Justice Department. It's... uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't recollect... You don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son? I, I don't believe that I did. I promised the Senate when I came um, before it for confirmation that I would leave Mr. Weiss in place and that I would not interfere with his investigation. Okay, did you ever... I have kept that promise. All right. Have you had personal contact with anybody at the Baltimore field office on the Hunter Biden matter? No. On July 10th, 2023, U.S. Attorney David Weiss told Senator Lindsey Graham, quote, I had discussions with departmental officials regarding potential appointment under 28 U.S.C. uh, Section 515, which would have allowed me to file charges in a district outside my own without the partnership of the local U.S. attorney, end quote. With whom did Mr. Weiss have those discussions? I'm not going to get into the internal deliberations of the department. Um, Oh, but you must, sir. This is important for us. We have oversight responsibility over your department, and we need these answers. It's appropriate and necessary for Mr. Weiss to have conversations with the department. I made clear that if he wanted to bring a case in any jurisdiction, he would be able to do that. The way you do that is to get an order signed by the Attorney General called a 515 order. I promised he would be able to do that, and he in his letters made clear he understood he would be able to do that. Okay. Can you tell us about any briefings or discussions that you personally have had with Mr. Weiss regarding any and all federal investigations of Hunter Biden? I'm going to say again, I promised the Senate that I would not interfere with Mr. Weiss. So you have not, I'm just under oath today, your testimony is, you have not had any discussions with Mr. Weiss about this matter? Under oath, my testimony today is that I promised the, uh, the Senate I would not Um, intrude in his investigation. I do not intend to discuss internal Justice Department uh, deliberations, whether or not I had them. Oh, okay. So your your testimony today is you're not going to tell us whether you've had discussions with Mr. Weiss. My testimony today is I told the committee that I would not interfere. I made clear that Mr. Weiss would have the authority 
to bring cases that he thought were appropriate. Okay. Mr. Weiss's All letter. Right. Okay, let me stop you. For, for a second time, sir, are you aware that FBI officials have come before this committee and they have stated that there was a cumbersome bureaucratic process that Mr. Weiss had to go through to bring charges in another judicial district? You know that? I'm not aware, but that's not true. There's nothing cumbersome about the process. So those whistleblowers are lying to us under oath? They're, those whistleblowers are lying? I didn't that say that. Their, their description of the process cumbersome is an opinion. It's not a fact question. All I have to do is okay, say... Yours right, is let me get opinion. to the fact. Mr. Weiss has been the lead prosecutor on the Hunter Biden case since 2018, correct? I'm sorry? Mr. Weiss has been the lead prosecutor on the Hunter Biden case since 2018. Now, here's the question. He's been the lead it, prosecutor since he was appointed by President Trump. Okay, why, let me ask you, why has the Justice Department dragged this investigation out for so long? Does it really take years to determine if Hunter Biden lied on a federal form related to purchasing a firearm? Mr. Weiss was a long-time career prosecutor. President Trump appointed him as... You're not answering the question. Is that standard procedure? Should it take that long to make such a simple determination? I'm answering the question. Mm -hmm. Give me an opportunity to do so. Okay. He was charged uh, with that investigation under the previous administration. He's continued. He knows how to conduct investigations, and I have not intruded or attempted to evaluate that because I, that was the promise I made to the Senate. The whistleblowers uh, gave us testimony about serious misconduct at the Justice Department in regards to the preferential treatment afforded Hunter Biden. Has your office requested an investigation into that? Uh, there are well-known processes for how whistleblowers make their claims. I am a strong proponent of whistleblowers and a strong defender. We have an Inspector General's office. We have an Office of Professional Responsibility. That is the way in which complaints from whistleblowers should be and are appropriately handled. All right, so what did we hear? We heard he did not interfere, he did not intrude, but he's not going to talk at all about any, quote, deliberations he may have had. So what he is describing is a process where he has conversations, but he doesn't believe that he's interfering or intruding, but he is having conversations. Yeah, I'm not buying that. These lawyers. <laughs>